Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Edmonton Orders last year were the highest scoring team in the NHL. They are the fifth highest scoring team five on five. They're 23rd in both categories this year. So your best guys, your big gunners, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Drysdale have no goals combined in the last six games. The Orders defensively, they're just Santa Claus through the neutral zone. They're giving up chance after chance off the rush. It's awful. I think this is a collective fail by everybody involved, and they all got to do better. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, let's try this again. Am I doing it right? It's hour two of the RP Show on a Tuesday, episode number 1115 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And as promised, we've got a lot of messages to get to from our audience. Oh, man. Other than the technical glitches, the show's going exactly the way that I'd hoped. I can't always say that. I'm in beautiful, sunny South Florida. The Moose is, I think, do we have Moose? Is he with us in Vancouver? Hey, Moose. Gotcha. Hey, Moose. Thanks for sticking <laughs> around. Um, what did, before we jump headlong into hour two, which is going to be a lot of what's going on tonight in the world of sports, because as my guy Jeff, the hotelier, has texted in, he says, some heavyweight bouts in the NHL tonight. I want to preview those. If you can believe it or not, I have a college football note that I think everybody is going to find interesting that I want to throw in there. Uh, but yeah, what were your takeaways from number one? What did you learn? What did we learn? Yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, going back and, and uh, I mean, I guess we didn't learn anything about the Edmonton Oilers last night, but good to look back at that. Um, but what we learned is that the NHL is as entertaining as ever because all these games, none of them are ever in doubt. They're never over. You can never turn it off. And, and so it's great that the league that we're covering more than ever is as good as it's ever been. Yeah, I, I'm actually really happy that you brought that up. My mind just went somewhere. And I hope uh, as a matter of fact, I don't need to hope it. I know this is fact. All the people in the Rod Squad that tune in here every day, whether it be podcast, radio, television, you name it, YouTube, they, we're all part of one big family. And there was a guy from Winnipeg that wrote in last week. He said, your scars are showing. Because I was ranting over something, and it was like, was like, yeah, my scars are showing. Heavily scarred guy here. We all have them. You live long enough, you're going to have some. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should probably get over that. 
And I appreciate that he brought that up, actually. And I show my scars to, quite frankly, tell everybody that it is possible to change and recover and all the rest. Reason I bring this up. And I'm going to ask you. I do have a point. If you were scouting the game last night, and uh, not, not like you need to hand your notes in to the teacher or, you know, the general manager, but I was meeting, I have mentioned this, the team before. I don't feel like doing it now, but I had a team bring me in. They were interviewing me, NHL team, for a couple of games. Uh, I spent the weekend there in the town, and I just will never forget after the first game, the next day I was with one of the owners and I was like, I scouted the game for you. And the look he gave at me was like, I didn't ask you to do that. I had pages and pages of copious notes that I'd learned how to do that from my dad, 26 years of the National Hockey League. He couldn't have cared less, <laughs> you know? And, and by the way, a guy wrote in here from Arizona about the CFL and the riders not being the playoffs and so forth. Uh, but it, it reminded me of a camp in Florida where I was charting every pass, charting, doing analytics. And I realized, why the hell was I doing that? Doesn't matter. If you're just going to end up doing a show somewhere else that has nothing to do with why did I try so hard? Yeah. I don't know. And the point being, how much did you pay attention? It seemed like you were paying attention quite a bit to the Oilers game in their 6-2 loss at Vancouver last night. Yeah, I was paying pretty close attention uh, to most of that game. Um, very few instances where I would be distracted. But, um, yeah, I watched it. I didn't write copious amounts of notes, but I could have. Um, yeah, you learn a lot yeah. watching, watching the game last night, for sure. Paul, but, but, but are we ever lear learning a ton of things here? Because Rick Tockett has taken over the same team that Bruce Boudreau had and largely the same team, minus Bo Horvat, that Travis Green had. And voila, what's changed? Demko's playing. They're not giving up at the first sight of adversity, which I've seen them do multiple times the past couple of years. What's changed? The coach. So maybe Edmonton's onto something that maybe Jay Woodcroft at one time knew what he was doing or had the room, but now they've tuned him out. I don't really know. But you see that we're, we're on to Demko started playing. And this morning, Gord Stellick said something that I've been saying for ages. He said it a little differently on the morning skate or whatever the show is that he does. But he goes, Stuart Skinner was in the All-Star game last year. What did I say? He was a Calder finalist last year. And last night he couldn't stop a beach ball. So, I've, you know, when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching mental health, it's like, where were you at the top of your game? Where were you at the top of your life? Remember that point. And then what was going on around you at that time? You know, that's part of how you get out of this stuff. But nobody asks. I, I want to bring this in. Bob McCulloch writes in uh, from Mesa, Arizona. He's watching, he writes in on the uh, sober text line, sober carpenter text line. 902-518-3033. Hey, it's <laughs> Eastern, Darren. 11-11 Mountain. 10-11 Pacific, where you're at. I don't think we'll fart around with the sound effects given the issues that we've had today. Then clearly we're not, but... Bob writes in, he says, uh, Morden, Manitoba resident here. 
in Mesa for the winter. As much as I dislike the Riders as a big Bomber fan, the CFL is a much better league when the Riders are really relevant. And I'm not going to let my scars show here. But the Riders aren't in the playoffs for a second straight year. They hosted the Grey Cup last year and weren't even in the playoffs. They don't, they're not relevant because they don't deserve to be relevant. So do you want me to sit here for two hours and talk about who might be their next head coach? Darren, I, stop me if you have to. But I'm like, they're not in the playoffs. This is their own doing. <laughs> they keep lighting people on fire and sending them out of town. But the problems continue. They're going to be just as crappy next year. And I'm the guy that was keeping the discussion going all off season. But with the, peop- the guy that's running the team right now has ruined ruined the organization. He's destroyed the brand. And I have, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Believe it or not, more in depth than I normally do. The guy that would call the radio station boss, and then I would get called on the carpet for talking about the team in the offseason because they deserved a break. The guy's still running the team. So why would I give them the, the relevancy now? They don't want it. They don't deserve it. And I look at Sean Simpson over in Ottawa. Are you following Simmer's Twitter feed? Sean Simpson, torched by TSN Radio Ottawa, has started his own show, launched it yesterday. It's going great guns. Please tell me you're looking at his Twitter, Darren. Please tell me. I'm looking at it, you know, and, and you put <laughs> like, me on to this even more. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. He's just got a flamethrower and, <laughs> and gasoline. He's got a jerry can of gasoline, and he's just dumping it on the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Till it's empty. And then taking the flame. <laughs> And I think he used to work for the senator, I think for the senators, but I know he worked for TSN Radio Ottawa. He was drafted by the Washington Capitals. He knows his hockey, and he's just got the senators all guns ablazing. And I was like, because I've really largely bitten my tongue, believe it or not. And it's been five years since I was the voice of the Rough Riders moved on. But back to Bob saying it's a better team, better league when they're relevant. But they're not, and that's their own fault. Like, he, Simmer's gone after the coach, DJ Smith, and said how DJ Smith called the radio station to complain about something Sean said. Meanwhile, he's a crappy coach. According to Simmer, like, I don't know. And the funny thing is, people are writing in to Sean Simpson in Ottawa saying, how come you didn't say this when you were on TSN Ottawa? How come you... Are you that obtuse that you can't figure out when you are on the radio broadcast rights holder of the local pro team that you can't say what you think. Darren, please tell me. They're not that obtuse. (laughs) I know, I know. And when you need to have things like, you know, applications for credentials and access and interviews and you're the rights holder and you have to have these relationships, you have to walk a fine line. Um, I I assumed everybody understood that. Um, But now that he's on his own, (laughs) the gloves are off. He's just giving her. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, hmm. This could end one of two ways. Could be the most popular show in Ottawa broadcast history. And quite frankly, I've perked up. <laughs> I want to know what he says next. Because I respect him and I trust. I've known Sean. Well, we met in 2017 at the Grey Cup. 
He was at TD Place doing his radio show as a hockey guy, and we just clicked right away. And you click with your people, I click with my people. And then when I saw he got torched, I heard he was having a real tough time, and I was wishing him well, and now I see what he's doing, and I'm just like, you go, man, because it it's a different world out there. And having said all that, we're not going to make teams look bad if they don't deserve it. Serena and I do this Panthers and Lightning podcast, and we, they treat us great. And uh, they're two great teams, and it's all great. If they weren't great, it might be a different story. I'm not sure. Just to wind it up on the CFL notes, because there are people writing in that want to talk about it. Wilf, with, it's not like it's a small thing who their head coach is going to be. All I'm saying is the rest of the country would rather talk hockey. Our analytics show it. But where else can they go to get it? Nowhere. So Wilf and Steinbeck, Manitoba, writes in, and he says, Hi, Rod and Moose. Scott Milanovic, good choice. And he can cover the offensive coordinator spot. He's talking about Sask, of course. He says, we need a good defensive, we need a good defensive coordinator. Would have preferred Buck Pierce as the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator in Winnipeg, and we all love Buck. And Brian in Hudson Bay. You'll remember this, Darren, because uh, the Moose capital. Brian Eitenauer, he writes in and says, I'm hearing it is Scott Milanovic's job if he wants it. If it is, I sure hope he has some say in personnel because Jeremy O'Day has proven over the years he sure is incapable of doing it. He'd better have a good staff as well. I, I don't know if it's Scott Milanovic's job or not. It he's meeting with the Rough Riders today, and uh, there is your daily talk about it. When we come back, NHL tonight. And Matthew Barnaby later on here in hour two. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. 
Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. Well, this is interesting. Welcome back to the RP Show. Uh, interesting because I just checked our Instagram poll at the Rod Peterson Show, and it was, what is your game of the night in the National Hockey League? And believe it or not, what's leading is Detroit at the New York Rangers. Uh, let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. He's in Vancouver, and I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to have a good a good hockey discussion. I really am. So everybody gather around the fire. 902-518-3033 is the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, ask for it at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. Like Wayne in Victoria, B.C. did. He went into his favorite beer store and they didn't have it. Well, you'll get directed to, to those that do. And trust me, your life will change. Couple things I want to say, Darren, before I turn it over to you. Here are the games. There are 10 tonight in the National Hockey League. And maybe yours isn't the most, maybe your most interested one isn't Detroit at the Rangers, because mine isn't. Buffalo at Carolina. Tampa Bay at Montreal. Martin St. Louis faces his former team. Minnesota at the New York Islanders. Detroit at the Rangers, as we mentioned. That might be the me- best game. Two very good teams there. Uh, Winnipeg Jets at St. Louis Blues. Seattle Kraken at Arizona. Nashville at Calgary. That, quite frankly, is the game that I'm looking forward to the most. New Jersey Devils at Colorado. Pittsburgh at Anaheim. And Philadelphia at San Jose. This is kind of the spot in the show where I thought we could go through some of these teams and ask whether they're contenders or pretenders or what the hell they are. Uh, Like the Ducks, seven, four, and one sound right? Seven, five, and one, the Ducks? Whatever it is, five of their seven wins. Seven, four, and oh. Five of their seven wins have been comeback wins. And I'm like, have they? Have they finally arrived? Because you'd like to think these teams don't stay awful forever. You saw all that good young talent that Anaheim had coming up. We're friends with their scouting staff. You knew they weren't going to be awful forever. I do just want to say this. I didn't work in the NHL forever. My dad did. So it's really nice for me now to roam around and be in these press boxes and media rooms and be with the guys that I've been watching my whole life. Some are friends came up through junior some are my dad's buddies and some are guys that i just admire from afar and i don't ever really get tired of it and i don't think i ever want to get tired of it what i mean is do you remember in the 90s watching john davidson on hockey night in canada he was the rangers television color guy and then the satellite hot stove john davidson so you remember yes. who he is calgary guy we got a lot of viewers in Calgary. He was a goaltender for the Rangers and then broadcaster, then president. And now he's running the Blue Jackets. And the reason I bring this up is I think about last night, I'm sitting at the game right beside Bill Lindsay's dad, who quite frankly, I was a friend of Bill Lindsay my whole life. Never thought I'd end up staying at his house in the Keys. Like, awesome how life goes. And uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at John Davidson just... Just watching him. Would never think of going to talk to him. Uh, I'd probably be tasered. <laughs> Jacques Martin, 
Jacques Martin, I don't even know who he's working for anymore. I don't know. But he was in the press box. Jacques Martin, yes. That Jacques Martin, former coach of the Senators. Uh, Dennis Potvin, you probably saw it on my Instagram or Facebook story. Our show, Cats and Bolts. All one word, Cats and Bolts. I just love it. I love it. I love it. And I don't, I don't think I should ever lose that. Would you? Of course not. No, it's the, like, that's the best, right? I mean, we always, we're so quick to turn this sports into a job or into this, like, you know, make it more than it is. At the end of the day, it's a game. It's fun. We're supposed to be in love with it. You're supposed to dream about it. They're supposed to be heroes and stars. They're not supposed to be real people. I mean, you know what I mean? We know that they are. But sometimes it's okay that they can be make-believe characters and larger than life. And, you know, that's what makes it great is uh, that's what sports is so awesome. And I think we lose sight of that, especially with social media. We start, you know, trying to treat them like everybody else. And we, you know, we forget, you know, to just dream a little bit. Well, if you ever read Al Michaels' book, um, and I, I, I think it's called I'd Love To, But I Have a Game. I think that's the name of Al Michaels. Or maybe that was Costas's book. I can't remember. I've that's read a good them title. All. But Al Michaels, uh, no, that was Costas's. He had to turn down every opportunity in life that he had because he had a game. He said, I'd love to, but I have a game. Um, well, I'm not going to Google it now and go to the big board. Just trust me when I say, in Al Michaels' book, he said to he was advice to any young broadcaster, you can just hear him saying it, Al Michaels, don't ever lose your zest. Right? You got into this for the love of the game and the love of the people. Don't ever lose that. And to be honest, I did lose it for a while, and I have it back now. And this is what people wouldn't know because they don't need to know, and I don't let them know. But I got a lot of opportunities. They're like, come on in, Rod. Do the, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm good right here. I don't want to see how you make the sausage. I just want to eat yes. the sausage. <laughs> you know what I'm? I'm good. And it, it's the weirdest thing is people, uh, they do, what, what, what? They, it blows their mind when you know, no, I don't want to do this. Well, we got a thousand people beating our door down to do it. I know I'm not one of them. Uh, back to this NHL thing or yeah. on the ice, uh, Greg from, from two Greg with two G's, he writes and he says, the jets look like they always have not great, but not bad. Uh, and it slipped off the page. They haven't been dominant in a while. Randy from Winnipeg says the Ducks are the only team to beat Vegas. Jeff in Winnipeg says former Calgary Centennial John Davidson. That is a fact, Jack. Uh, John in Winnipeg. Where's my gong? Oh, here it is. I know you'll bear with me. Thanks for your patience. John, gong, when are the New York Rangers going to get some respect? Not much talk on their chances to win it all this year. Isn't that a question, man? Um, Serena and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah. It's, it, it's a little odd that they are the most highest valued team in the National Hockey League. I don't think too many people would pick that out. The Rangers. You would think Leafs, Montreal, and they're two, three, depending on the year. But the Rangers are number one. Uh, yeah, does that surprise you? And how do you feel about this year's New York Rangers? 
You know what? I think the Rangers are going to be good uh, and continue to be good. Good game against Detroit tonight. But, I mean, New York's won eight games already. They've won eight games. Um, yeah. We don't talk about them enough. Um, Jonathan Quick, who's actually had a good start to the season, is their backup goaltender. And I think he's supposed to play tonight. But he hasn't lost in regulation. He's got a goals against average below two um, playing really well. So they've got weapons. They've got goaltending. They've got defense. Um, they're good. Really, really good. So they just kind of go under the radar. I don't know why that is, but um, especially in Canada with the star power and the rivalry that was kind of built between the Leafs and Oilers fans, and they're both struggling. And I think when teams are failing to meet <laughs> expectations, it gets way more headlines than teams that are meeting expectations. Well, of course. Sure. Because that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's quite interesting when Wayne from Victoria wrote in here the other day and said, why is everybody so negative? I'm like, it's because everybody's unhappy. That's why they'd rather crap on yes. somebody. And the thing is with this coaching, it's quite interesting with the Flames. They win one game, one game in Seattle, and you haven't heard squat out of Calgary at all. One game. That's all it took. So what's going to take if they, what's it going to happen if they win two, three, four? I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to shoot right up in the standings like a rocket. It reminds me, somebody mentioned today, they're like, you, you can talk WHL more if you want. I'm like, you know as well as anybody, I could do two hours a day talking about junior hockey. The problem is, would anybody watch it? It's not like I'm not following it. Up until a week ago, the first place team and the sixth place team in the East were separated by two points in the Western Hockey League. The NHL is the same. I know. So everybody's just, you know, skating in quick sand right now, and some are going to sink and some are going to get out of it. You know, from Puffy Lover. Ha! <laughs> Puffy Lover, that's the name, writes in, and he says, the orders aren't struggling. They just don't want to peak too early. <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg says, I was today years old hearing Jonathan Quick as a backup for the Rangers. Hey, I get it. You're sitting there living in Winnipeg and you're in your Winnipeg bubble, loving the, following the Jets and the Bombers. And if I recall, the G Georgia Bulldogs is your college team, which thanks for reminding me about the college football note I had most. <laughs> but it was Jonathan Quick who beat the Oilers when the Rangers were up through there. Uh, well, talk more about this with Barney when he joins us next, Matthew Barney. But Quick got the win for the Rangers in New York, uh, in Edmonton here a couple weeks ago. Colin uh, in Ottawa writes then and he says, because the Rangers don't have a rival Canadian team in their division. Bingo. That's why you don't hear as much about the Rangers. That makes a lot of sense, although these days there is this thing called the internet where you can follow whatever you want. Colin from Ottawa, can you please tell us if, if you're following what Sean Simpson's doing on his podcast, which just launched, tell us what you think about it. Because again, he's lighting the Ottawa Senators on fire. Frankly, I find it endlessly entertaining. Clearly, he does not ever expect to work for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and that's why with the things that I say here, although they're not that damning, I know that it's pissed off a lot of people. But at this point, I don't care. I'm not looking for a job. But tonight, and I do not want to put you on the spot in terms, because I don't know the answer to this, and I don't assume you do, but is Dunk around? Is Dunk anywhere within shouting distance of you? 
He, I don't know. He might be in the other room, but it's we're all closed off here, so I'm actually okay. not sure. Darren and Dunk are in Vancouver, so everybody knows. But Curtis Rourke, this is that MAC conference plays Tuesday night games. It was the Middle America Conference, MAC Conference. For, for whatever reason, they came up with the idea that they should play Tuesday night games because they would have all of Tuesday to themselves. Genius. So Ohio tonight plays at Buffalo. I believe it's the Buffalo Bulls. Barney would know. He's joining us next. But that's Nathan Rourke's little brother, Curtis, playing for the Ohio Bobcats, the number one prospect in the CFL draft this spring. And he didn't play last week, Curtis. I saw him play here in Boca Raton, and he looked, he looked pretty good. I, you watched some of the video that I posted. He's six foot five. He was the biggest guy on the field. You know, what do you want? He's kind of got a kind of like a Tannehill thing about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not overly mobile. He's not Doug Flutie. He's not right. even Nathan. Yet they say he's way better than his brother. So, anyways, find out from Dunk. Obviously, you don't have time now because we've got to take a break. But what's the deal with Curtis Rourke and why he's not playing for Ohio? Because his team's well, playing tonight. I'd love to. Yeah, just taking a look right now. Um, here's a quote on the Ohio football feed. There's still a chance until there isn't a chance. It's a, a big game for Curtis Rourke. So they're talking about whether he's going to play or not. Um, but they're not saying for certain he is or he isn't. So it sounds like. It's going to go right up until game time if he's going to play. Oh, there you go. That's tonight as they play Buffalo. Okay, Moose, you're done. Great job. Appreciate you. Go enjoy Vancouver. Thank you. Matthew Barnaby's in next. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. It's the most interactive show on television and radio, the RP Show. Fire your questions at us, 902-518-3033. That's the Sober Carpenter text line, non-alcoholic craft beers, or the YouTube feed. Matthew Barnaby joins us, 18th all-time in penalty minutes. And Barney, you're going to jump right into it. If you don't mind, I see you're back home. Glad to see you traveled safely. Uh, Bomber Boy in Calgary writes in, and he says, hey, it feels like the NHL kept the new Ottawa owner in the dark about the Dadanov ordeal. Does Ottawa have a legitimate bone to pick with how the NHL handled the sale of the Senators? Can we jump right into it? You must have thoughts on that. Yeah, nice, nice to be on, buddy. Uh, keep up the good work. And ridiculous that you spend almost a billion dollars American and you are kept out of the dark, not only of the Dadnoff thing, but the Shane Pinto thing. Um, inexcusable. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is you, you have a guy that's coming into the league as a new time owner. You know, he was part of the Montreal Canadiens in a limited o- ownership. I think it was twenty percent, but the transparency should have been there from Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, the whole NHL, and Pierre Dorian, who's a, a friend of mine. All all of this should have been on the table, so he's not walking into this. Um, there's so much hope at the start of the year. And now it's like doom and gloom. And the next probably to go is going to be DJ Smith if they don't turn this around very quickly. So uh, Michael Anlauer is great for the Ottawa Senators, uh, but total Bush League, what's, what's happened to him uh, over the last 30 days. Well, my first thought was this. Going to Mr. Anlauer, do you want to go back on the deal? Do you want your money back? What do you think? Is he just complaining, or is it, you know what I mean? What, what would he say? Do you think? No, I, I I still think he wants to be an NHL owner. I just don't think this is the the way he wanted to come into it. You know, it was all great and ovations at at, at the rink, and then now it's you know you get the Shane Pinto thing for for what it is. You get the Dadnoff thing for what it is. It's just you know it's not how you want to start your tenor as a brand new owner. You want to start and 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 have it exciting and and right now there's nothing exciting about the ottawa senators off the ice on the ice and losing that first round pick which is huge they have a lot of great young players but no i don't think he would go back on the deal i think he's still very excited to be an nhl owner unfortunately last 30 days has been pretty darn tough for him i tell you what here's a one fun one for you barney i don't know you that well but i know you well enough that i think you'd enjoy this Sens fans booed their team the other day, and Brady Kachuk said he didn't like it. Leafs fans booed their team last night. Then they come back and win. After all the time I've spent here in South Florida, I haven't until now lived in America like you. I feel like the glare on Canadian NHL teams is way more intense than on NFL teams in America. Canadian NHL versus on any of their teams. New York aside, Yankees, Giants, that's another animal. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just, whew, man, it's intense in Canada. I got to see why coaches and players, some say no thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. And I, I, I'd agree with you. You know, the NFL is the biggest sport in, in North America, but it, there's not, it's, not, it's not under a microscope and, and, and played out the way that it is in Canada. We can go to Calgary when they're playing bad. I know the pressure. I was just out in Vancouver. Fortunately for that team, they're playing very well. Edmonton. Uh, what's going on there you can't go to a city and not talk about their sports teams it's just it's just impossible every conversation revolves around their nhl team and that's not the same thing as in new york because there's so many different teams that play within a 20 mile uh, radius so you know you might get one team or another but it's not like pulling into edmonton or vancouver or calgary wherever it may be you are going to have a conversation about that hockey team. So a lot of guys don't want that pressure. I understand, and I love Brady Kachuk coming to the defense of, of DJ Smith. It, it, it's not fun getting booed. It, it's not fun getting booed, and I understand it. And the hardest thing is, is trying to get out of a funk when you feel like everyone's against you. And, yeah, these guys, everyone works hard. It just comes down, and I watched the Edmonton game the other day, yeah, yesterday, uh, on my way home. Listen, I had enough problems with my New York Jets. That's another story for another day. But a team like Edmonton, they just don't defend well. It's not like they aren't trying. They're just attention to detail is very little, and they can't get a 
uh, a stop. Calgary uh, has a lot of those same problems. So I think when you look at uh, good teams and bad teams, the good teams consistently are good defensively. You're going to have times where you go through maybe a week or two where you have trouble scoring, but your staple always has to be defense. Well, sure. Uh, defense wins championships, save for the 80s orders, and we'll never see that again. Well, it seems to be a popular question in the NHL right now. If you were running the Oilers, what do you do first? Man, well, there's no way um, if they lose to San Jose coming up that they don't have a new coach in place by, let's say, Thursday uh, or Friday. Uh, that I, I I think it's impossible to go ahead. Uh, they need a stop. They they need goaltending, and unfortunately, they put themselves in a place with their salary cap that Jack Campbell they thought was the answer after you know three quarters of a good year in Toronto. I never thought that was the right answer. Skinner was great last year, but they need a save. Uh, but this team just has to commit to playing hard defensively. And right now, it's it's not going to come from the outside. It has to come from within. And you can see the frustration building not only with the coaching staff uh but the players and the media is not going to stop asking the questions until they turn it around so they have they have a big game coming up and i don't think there's any way woodcroft lasts if uh they lose to the san jose sharks who are a borderline ahl team right now <laughs> i saw them here they're awful but there. I got, this is the this is the conundrum you see teams turfing coaches all the time that are bad teams <laughs> we went into the year the orders were like hands down canada's best team like what the hell's yeah. going on this shouldn't happen and and it shouldn't happen man well you you, you look at san jose at the start of the year you, you you're not going to can their coach right now right like no one expected them to be good ottawa we expected them to take a, a step forward montreal you're not canning marty st louis if you're 10 games under 500 through 50 games. The expectations are what sets the parameters on how we judge these coaches. So, you know, Edmonton is expected to be a top-tier team and compete for a Stanley Cup. And if they aren't anywhere near that, well, you can't trade all these players. You're not trading Connor McDavid. You're not trading Leon Dreisaitl. You're not trading a lot of those guys, and some of the guys are untradeable. So it's where you go. They're going to try and pick your good players from you the only other way to do it is through a coaching change, and hopefully you gain a yeah. spark. You don't have a lot of options. Bingo. Lastly, I want to say this. I've been waiting to mention it to you while we had have had Ted Nolan on since you were last on. And I told well, maybe you guys speak regularly. I don't know, but I told him, uh, you know, that you love him, man. And that's the first time I've ever talked about him on camera or not. What a gem. What a gem, man. I mean, did you still ever figure out what went down in Buffalo? Because I get the sense he doesn't. I mean, he's moved on, but he did. What a scar. Yeah, it's, listen, I know probably 90% of stuff that went on. In the end, John Muckler and Teddy did not get along. They didn't agree with the personnel that should be there. And I love Teddy, but you know there, there's stuff when you have bosses, you have to be very careful on how you on how you deal with it. Um, having said that, they we love Teddy. I've always liked. I always liked John Muckler. God rest his soul. He, he drafted me, 
but there was just so much stuff behind the scenes every single day. We used to call it the schmozzle because you had no clue what was going to happen when we walked into that ring. But Teddy is talking about transparency and a great person, a great family man, a great coach, uh, a great friend. He is he is all of the above. He is he is he doesn't pretend to be anything uh, more than than just a great guy and a guy that loves the game of hockey. So uh, love him. Don't talk to him as much as I. I probably should, and after this, I'm going to reach out because uh, you reminded me. You know, stay in touch with the people uh, you really love in this world. He certainly is one of those guys. Yeah, he's got a book out, and I, and I, I won't keep you because your dog obviously needs to get outside. Uh, <laughs> life, life in two worlds is his new book, and uh, I just feel like you and I. I'd love to just talk about it. <laughs> we need another two and a half hour drive together to talk about all this stuff, but. Um, you know, two years later, the Bru the Sabres are in the Stanley Cup final. So as dysfunctional as it was, they ended up doing something, right? I don't know. So, Barney, listen, thanks again. Enjoy the hockey. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Hey, cheers. Enjoy the weather. Have a great day. And Western Canada, love you guys. Thanks, bud. Uh, 18th all-time in NHL penalty minutes and best-selling author Matthew Barnaby. We'll be right back with Overtime after this on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. I'll tell you what, by hook or by crook, it is the most interactive show on television, radio, and streaming, the RP Show, and that's what this segment's for. Your feedback, 902-518-3033. My good friend Mike, the oil man, he's writing me from Hawaii regarding my commentary today, which you can always read if you can't get enough. In the two hours, you can go to rodpeterson.com every day, and he... My commentary today was about watching Cole Sillinger here last night in Sunrise and that if he wants to become the best player, NHL player in Regina history, his hometown, he's going to need to get on a better team. And Mike in uh, Hawaii has written me and he said, who else do you have on the Mount Rushmore of Regina teams? And I said, Ryan Getz, uh, Regina players, sorry. Ryan Getzlaff, Chris Kunitz, Bill Hickey, Ed Belfour, or, uh, Murray Belfour, sorry. Eddie Litzenberger, the last two won Stanley Cups with Chicago. He has voted for Ryan Getzlaff. Calgary, our second home. Tell me, folks, what's the best NHL player from Calgary? It's a long list, I would think. Are we putting Mike Vernon up there? I am. As a goalie guy, two Stanley Cups, Hall of Fame, sure. Overtime, by the way, is brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. It's an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to Calgary. That's where my mind went. I won't be there until the snow's long gone. No doubt. But go check them out. Tell me how it is. Call ahead of time and book your lane at Overtime Hockey Lanes. Look up Randy and Michelle and tell them the RP show sent you. They'll give you a good seat in the bathroom. Overtime Hockey Lanes, 28th Street Northeast, just a slap shot away from the old crossroads flea market. Um... I'm telling you, man, with the glare, I'm not telling you anybody in Alberta something you don't know, that you don't already know, 
that the hockey talk in Alberta is off the charts. Off the charts. It's not just people coming up to me in the mall or the gas station or the restaurant because they now recognize me as the guy with the show. You just overhear people talking in all those places and more about the Flames or in Edmonton, the Oilers. And what Tim Hunter said, he goes, you think it's intense in Calgary? And by the way, when it was the Kachuk and Goudreau, will they or won't they thing two summers ago, it was unbearable. Unbearable. I could at least go to my room at the Gray Eagle and cover my head with a pillow and turn it all off. It's insane. And Hunter says it's next level in Toronto. It's another level. And I'm like, I don't think I could handle that. There ain't nothing like that here for any team. That's why I say I think the glare is more in Canada for an NHL team than anywhere else. Save the New York for the Yankees and their NFL teams because you get it there for them for sure. Um, a quick read of the sports update, then back into the viewer comments. We're kind of running out of time, and that's on me. There are no games in the NBA tonight, but there are 14 scheduled for Wednesday, including the Toronto Raptors playing in Dallas. Raps are 3-4 and four and won their first road game on Sunday when they took off the Spurs in overtime. Only three teams run beaten heading into today's third day of action at the Canadian Mixed Curling Championship in Swift Current. Scott McDonald's Ontario team leads Pool A at 2-0. Jamie Cooey of the Territories uh, is 3-0 in Pool B. Kyle Kurz's Manitoba crew has a 2-0 record in Pool B. Three draws today in Swift Current at the Curling Club. Sports updates for Landmark Cinemas in theaters November 17th. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes in theaters November 17th. The latest Hunger Games starring Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe. And brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Back into the viewer comments, and we didn't get... Now, Darcy is watching in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and he says, let's put the heat on Rogers to open up the vault for Otani. What do you think, Clark? Is there a chance? Why not? Yeah, give it a shot. I'm with you. The Angels were hot garbage. They couldn't even make the playoffs with Otani. Imagine what the Blue Jays could do. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Blue Jays and Rogers are going to listen to the Rod Peterson show in our audience. We can try. On the Manning cast, again, more discussion on this than I thought there would be. When you get a minute, Clark, look up what the vote is there, if you don't mind. Are you a fan of the Manning cast? And I'll look it up on Twitter. 50% six say it, 56% say no. On Twitter, 54% say yes, 23% say no, and 23% say the what? Spicy. The Manning cast, where Eli and Peyton Manning sit in their living rooms separately and watch the Monday night football game together, and the audience tunes in to watch what they think about the game. I could think of less interesting things. I watched it last week, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I was too distracted. Brian in Manitoba says, I caught the Mannings Monday Night Football take on a TSN game last year. Watched maybe two minutes and flipped channels. I have to agree with you, Rod. Super distracting and haven't been back since. Some people love it. It's not for me. Max is in Toronto. Yeah, Max writes in and he says, what do the Stampeders have to do to solve their stadium issue? Renovate? Yeah. We don't have time for that, Grasshopper. It's like a Steve Martin would say. First, get a billion dollars. 
That's where we start. Uh, 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 yeah, done. We're out. Thanks for playing, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow, Wednesday, right? It's going to be a good one. Thanks to Barney and Julio and all of you people. And we'll see you at noon Eastern tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>